How's everybody doing today? Wonderful. Do you love the Lord? Amen. I love the Lord too. Let me tell you something. He loves you. Amen. So let's all stand together and we're going to begin our worship service. And we're going to start with an old, old, I know some of you don't like that. Some of you love it. We're going to start with an old hymn of the church, Victory in Jesus. Can't beat it. Love it.
what a delight it is to see all of you on this beautiful day. We've designated as Homecoming Day, and we're delighted you have come to share with us in this service, and we just want you to feel, you can be seated if you want to, uh, I just want you to feel comfortable in the service, make yourself right at home. Uh, let me just kind of outline the service for you today, uh, what we're going to be doing and what's going to be available to you. Uh, immediately after the uh, uh, service in here, in the, what we call the Friendship Hall, which is just right straight and to the uh, right, uh, uh, we'll be gathering there uh, for our meal. There is plenty of food. We would like for everyone uh, to stay and to eat with us. Uh, that we've got fried chicken, we've got barbecue chicken, we've got barbecue pork, we've got all kinds of delicacies laid out and desserts that will just make you uh, want to go to a diabetic doctor after it's all over with. Um, but we're, we're, just, we're just so delighted that you're here. Then uh, about 12.30, we're going to give a little bit of time uh, after we start our meal. Uh, somewhere around 1230, we're going to open up the games for the kids. We have all kinds of games on this side. Uh, there's some inflatables in the front of the church. Uh, you can avail yourself to that as long as you uh, desire or until I finally tell you it's time to go home. Uh, and, uh, but but this all, that's, that's, that's all available to you. Uh, parents, we do have some people stationed out here uh, to uh, supervise the kids, to look after things. But we would also like for parents to help us in that and to uh, look after your kids and uh, keep an eye on them so everybody stays safe uh, as we're doing that. Uh, at the end of the service, when I dismiss everyone for the meal, I am going to be asking those that are uh, working uh, with our games if, uh, if you'll let them go first. I'm going to dismiss them first so they can go ahead and eat and then uh, get in place. There are some tables that are set up on the outside. Uh, parents, if you would like to uh, take your kids out there and eat uh, while they're playing uh, their games, uh, you, can, you can do that as well. But we do have some outside seating uh, available for you as, uh, as well. I think that's everything my wife told me to tell you this morning. Uh, also, uh, we will be taking... We will be receiving an offering. For those of you who received the homecoming letter, and probably all of you did not, uh, we're going to be receiving a homecoming offering. We've set a goal for $10,000 today. Uh, you say, well, why do you need to raise that kind of money? Well, since I've been here, I can only speak since I've been here in just five and a half years, we have spent well over $100,000 uh, in improvements to the facilities, including a lot of different things. And there are still things... That need, to be, that need to be done. Brother R.B. did a great job uh, supervising the building of this structure. Uh, but you know, with, with age, things need a facelifting, right? And you need to do other things. And so, uh, so we're, we're taking this offering. Uh, we will be, um, we, we have our, we call this our missions uh, uh, box. Uh, but we'll be receiving an offering during one of our songs. But if you do not want, if you're not comfortable, you do not want to come up front uh, to give your offering, then there is a collection of uh, chest at the back of the church. You can, some, you can put it there. Uh, so however, whatever you're comfortable with. Uh, but we'll be, I'll give you be, uh, directions as we go on with that. 
Oh, well, I, think that's, I think that's everything. But again, oh, oh, there is one more thing. My wife will kill me if I don't tell you this. Um, we do have some candy bags uh, prepared uh, for the kids and for the families. Uh, if, you, if you're not going to stay with us uh, for the lunch, God forbid. But if you're not going to stay with us for the lunch, uh, there will be uh, a basket uh, with, uh, uh, with candy, bags of candy. Uh, you can take one for, for each one of your children or for the family. Uh, so avail yourselves of that. Uh, other than that, uh, we'll, have a, uh, we'll be distributing those as we go on uh, during the afternoon. I think that is everything. That is enough. I don't like taking a lot of time with announcements. But that, that is enough because we're here to do one thing. Amen? And it's not to eat. We're going to do that. We're here to worship. That's what we have come to do. And everything else is insignificant to that one thing. So we're going we're gonna to worship the Lord. It's wonderful to have the fellowships. wonderful to see some people uh, come back, make new connections, and uh, reconnect old friendships. And so we're delighted to have all of you uh, that, that are here again. And so we want to continue to worship Him and to give him praise. So uh, with that, uh, we've got another song. We're going we're gonna to let you. We're going to let you sit down on this one, and uh, but we're going to uh, do a song called "A Thousand Hallelujahs." Now, let me go ahead and tell you. Even though I'm going to give you permission to stay seated, I will give you permission to worship. So if you want to stand up, you stand up. If you want to raise a hand. Our hands, our feet, you raise them. If you want to dance in the Lord, you dance in the Lord. We're here to worship Him, and so you glorify Him in all of these things. Amen? That a deal? Praise Him. Let's, uh, let's join Susan.
some praise in the house today. Praise the Lord. Come on, come on, give me some praise. Glory to His name. Hallelujah. Lord, You're worthy of all the praise. All the glory. Amen and amen, amen. One of the traditions, I guess you call it traditions, and one of the practices I started when I became pastor here is just sharing in every service a selection of, of scriptures from the Word of God. I call it words from the Word. And I think it's very important. It doesn't necessarily have to do with the sermon today, uh, but it does speak to us what God, I believe God wants to speak to us during this service. Now, the selection I've chosen for today comes out of Matthew chapter 25. This is a parable of, G of Jesus. It's called the parable of the ten virgins. And Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at, mid, at a midnight cry was heard, Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, No. Least there should not be enough for us and you, but go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding, and the door was shut. Afterwards, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open up to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. Then this is what Jesus said to his disciples, and this is what I say to you. Watch therefore, for you neither know the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. Amen. Georgiana Phillips is now going to sing a, again, this is an older song, but it is beautiful, Midnight Cry.
Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hey, that's going to happen. And uh, this is not my sermon, but I'm going to tell you anyway. That's going to happen. Some people have started doubting the coming of Lord Jesus Christ. Some think it'll never happen. But I'm just foolish enough to believe it. You know what? I'd rather err on the side of right than to think I'm on the side of right when I'm wrong. Amen? Jesus is coming again. And we better be ready for His coming. Amen? We want to go to the Lord in prayer at this particular time. And uh, this is when we do intercessory prayer. I know sometimes when you have... A special service. Now, now I, I'm a rover. I'm a roamer. So, don't, 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 don't get, don't get bent out of shape. 
But when, um, sometimes we have special, we, sometimes we, we want to put on our best face and be dignified. I dressed up for you this morning. I generally don't dress this way, but I just, I dressed up for you. But let me tell you something. There's nothing greater that any pastor, anyone else in this world can ever do for you than pray for you. So, I, so the Holy Spirit quickened my spirit and said, you have intercessory prayer. There's anybody needs to have hands laid on you, lay hands on them. Dinner's ready. We'll get there when we get there. Amen? So we don't have intercessory prayer. And there's a lot of people. There's, there's, there's many we need to pray for. Miss Connie Townsend, I'm sure she's listening in today. Miss Connie would love to be here, but Miss Connie's having some issues, and she's going to have a heart procedure coming this week, and uh, it's just not advisable for her to be in, in, in the crowds of people, and, and so she, she cannot make it. Miss Connie, we're, we're, I know you're looking, so we're going to bless you today by praying for you today. Uh, there, there's many, many others that need our prayer. We need to pray for the nation of Israel. Amen? Now, that song, Men Out Cry I see the signs of the time. They're being fulfilled everywhere. Folks, let me tell you, it's being fulfilled. We need to pray for Israel. We need to pray for our enemies. Isn't that what Jesus taught us? We not only need to pray for Israel, we need to pray for the enemies of Israel. Pray for those that despitefully use you and persecute you. Isn't that what the Bible says? Is that the Word of God says? So we need to pray we need to pray for the enemies of Israel. We need to pray for our nation. My Lord, Jesus, please help us. We're in a mess. But I've never seen a mess so big Jesus couldn't take care of. Amen? Even your life may be in a mess. And I've never seen that. You can, I don't care what kind of mess you make. Jesus is able to come in. Isn't that a pretty mess right there? Good. He's not a mess. Isn't he pretty? He's, he is beautiful. So we want, to, we, want to, we want to go to the Lord in prayer. And if you, if you would like to be prayed for this morning, if there's, there's something in your life you would like to be prayed for, I know you say, I'll go before all these people and be prayed for. Hey, I can't think of a better place and a better time and a better group. So if you, need, if you need special prayer, if you need to be anointed, and uh, we will be glad to, we'll be glad to do that. Uh, also, let me just notice, there's, a, there's some, uh, these are prayer, these are not, these, these are not, um, uh, uh, well, I better not say that. Um, uh, the, these, are, these are anointed prayer cloths. And, and if you'd like to take one of these, that's what they're there for. They've been prayed over and anointed, and you can take one of those with you. So when do we want to pray. First of all, if you have a prayer need in your heart, just lift your hand before the Lord. God, God knows those things. God knows those things. If you have a special need that you just want, don't want to speak out or make public, there are prayer cards. You can, you can take one of those prayer cards and make your request. You don't have to even identify yourself. Uh, and that is our prayer chest there. You can put it in our, our prayer chest. And it will be prayed over. So this morning, is there anyone that you need special prayer this morning? If there is, 
I invite you now, you can make your way down here, and we will be more than glad to pray over you. Whatever the situation may be, whatever your needs are, we invite you to come. Now, I don't like to pray alone. I'm not a one-man show. So if any of you that would like to come and join us in this prayer, we invite you to come and to, uh, and to join us and to join us here. So anyone that would like to come, you can come and, and, uh, and pray. I'm going to start with Miss, Miss Bird here first, and then I'm going to go down the line and pray for each one. Any of you that would like to come and pray. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, Lord, before we even start laying on our hands, we come before the throne of the Almighty God. And the writer of Hebrews said that we come boldly into the throne of grace, that we might obtain that grace and that mercy that is needed at the time we need it most. So God, now, Lord, we approach you. We've come to your throne room. And Lord Jesus, Lord, as we lay our hands, Lord, upon this bird, Lord Jesus, God, you know, Lord, what is going on in her life. You know, Lord, what is happening in her. And I ask, Lord Jesus, by your grace, by your might, by your power, by your authority, in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord Jesus, I pray, Lord, for the divine healing, Lord, from the top of her head to the tip of her toes. Lord Jesus, I pray that you will touch, Lord, in this digestive system, God, that is out of whack. And Lord Jesus, it causes her so much pain. I pray for, Lord, that she's going through this grief for the loss of her husband. And God, that you will give her strength and give her grace and give her mercy. And Lord Jesus, let her know that you are her great shepherd and she shall not want and you walk right there with her in the valley of the shadow of death and now God thank you Lord for everything that you have done everything that you have given by your might, by your power by your love, Lord let it be done in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord and our Savior, thank you Lord Jesus, thank you Lord, thank you Lord Heavenly Father, Lord, you know, Lord, the pain, Lord, in this body, Lord, that Angela's experiencing right now. And Lord, I ask by your grace, I ask by your mercy, I ask by your favor, that in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, who loves us and cares for us, and Lord, helps us, Lord Jesus, she comes to you in faith, she comes for prayer in faith, 
And I ask now in Jesus' name that, Lord, that you will bring deliverance unto her, bring healing unto her, bring help unto her, bring aid unto her, bring relief unto her, bring peace in the name of Jesus Christ. Touch her by your might, by your power, by your authority. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen, 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 amen. <laughs> and I was proud not being on the medicine. I went to Dom and they said I had high blood pressure. Mm. And now Thank I've been you, two weeks loaded with 200 and yesterday was 200 and that's with the blood pressure medicine. Mm. And Thank I just you. want them just to regulate and mm. not to be on the medicine. Amen. 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 Lord Jesus, Jesus, Sue comes before you now, and God, you know the maladies of our body. And Father, Lord, I pray and I ask in Jesus' holy name that, God, that you will touch, and Lord Jesus, you will bless. And Father, Lord, you will bring this blood pressure down, bring it under control. Lord Jesus, you tell us to bring everything unto you. And Lord, you care about us. And Lord, touch her now by your strength, by your grace, by your mercy, by your love, by your glory. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let the anointing of the Holy Spirit come upon her. And God, to do in her, Lord, what needs to be done to the glory of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And believing by faith, there's nothing impossible with you. In Jesus' name. Amen, and amen, 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 amen. Thank you, Father. Um, Brother Wayton, Pastor Wilson, he was just told us two years old, but he's in mm. office, and I'll be in, and I'm not picking it back up. Amen, amen. I, I am a Jesus Christ, it's like, you need more Jesus. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Lord. Yes, Lord, I just praise mm. your name, Father. Father, Lord, Lord, you know. You know, Lord Jesus, what Sandra goes through. You know, Lord Jesus, Lord, the enemy that's in her home. And Lord, sometimes the word tells us, Lord, that the enemies, Lord, our greatest enemies be those in our own household, oh God. And Lord Jesus, you know, Lord, how she's prayed and how she believes and how she trusts in you. And I ask, Lord Jesus, now that you will bind up the demonic powers. Bind up that spirit, Lord Jesus. Bind up, Lord Jesus, those attitudes. Bind up the spirit of rebellion. Mm -hmm. Bind up the spirit of rebellion. Bind it up in the name of Jesus Christ. It has no right, no dominion or authority among God's people. Bind up the spirit of chaos. Bind up the spirit of doubt. Bind up, Lord Jesus, these things in your name that God, that there will be deliverance that will be had to the glory of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. And amen. Amen. That, that's exactly right. You're covered in his blood. Amen. Amen. We all want to stand in for my mother. Amen. Amen. But the wonderful thing is, Gene has made it right with the Lord. And got things right there. So we're just waiting to get her baptized. <laughs> Amen. So, Heavenly Father, Lord, as this family comes, Lord, on behalf, Lord, of Jean Red, God. Lord Jesus, Jean, Jean is sick. There's no doubt about it. She's got so many issues. But, God, no, no issue is bigger than you. And, Lord Jesus, you've been working in this situation. I pray that you will continue to work in this situation. 
that the power of your grace, the power of your mercy, Lord, will be with Gene, but Lord, not only Gene, but this family. That God, you will give them the strength, you will give them the anointing, you will give them the faith, you will give them the love, you will give them the belief, you will give them, Lord Jesus, what they need to handle this situation for your glory, for your honor, and for your praise. Now, God, anoint this family, oh God, by your power and by your might. In Jesus' holy name, we ask it. Amen. And amen, amen, amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen, 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 amen. Everybody good? Anybody else? Anybody else? Okay, good. Very good, very good, very good. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. At this time, we're going to have praise team. Y'all go ahead and get in place if you don't mind. We're going we're gonna to ask you to stand. And um, at this time, we're going to do another song, and we're going to be receiving uh, our offering uh, for this morning. Again, if you have an offering you want to give, uh, you can bring it up and put it in the, uh, in the church collection uh, uh, building, <laughs> whatever we want to call it. Or you can uh, put it in the, uh, in, in the uh, depository in the back. Uh, that, is, that is up to you. And... Uh, I want to pray and ask for God's blessing. We're doing this for his glory and for his honor. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for what we're about to receive. Lord, how you've worked in the hearts of people. God, you know the needs of our church. You know the financial needs. You know the multitude of things that need to be done, Lord, to, for, in this facility. And God, and beyond this. And Lord, just pray that you will work and, Lord, touch the people's hearts. And they will give according to your measure of grace that you've given unto them. And now, Father, Lord, we bless your name. Bless us, Lord, as we sing this wonderful, uh, wonderful prayer, uh, the Lord's Prayer. And, Lord, we thank you for it. And we ask it in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. As we begin singing, those of you who would like to uh, present an offering, you can come at that particular time.
Lord God. Okay. God bless you. Thank you so much for your giving, and you may be seated. At this time, we want to uh, enter into our time of memorial. Uh, one of the things that the church has, has done over the years, and we have, um, I think it's a great thing, is to remember those that have uh, gone to be with the Lord um, since our last homecoming. And so we want to remember, remember those. We have uh, several family members that are here representing their loved one, and uh, we do this for to remember the good things that God has done in our midst. Let me just share with you a little thought. It's entitled, What God Gave Me. God gave me a mountain I could not climb. God gave me an ocean I could not cross. God gave me a valley I could not see my way through. God gave me a problem I could not solve. God gave to me a riddle I could not answer. Why, why? Would God give to me such pain, sorrow, and uncertainty? I know not why. Yet in the midst of my sorrow, God has given me a song to sing through the dark night. With every hopeless situation, He has given me the light of hope to see His glory bright. With all these unanswerable questions, He has given me His book of truth to lead me in the way that is always right. With a valley so dark and dreadfully deep, He has given to me the assurance of His presence and the power of His perfect peace. With that formidable mountain so impossible to tackle, He has given to me a measure of faith to speak with boldness so that I am no more bound by my shackles. Why is no longer the question I ask. For with God I can face the challenge of any task. For now my fears of what might come tomorrow are melted by the love of my Savior who bore in His body my grief and sorrow. This morning on this homecoming day, we pause for a moment to remember those church members that have gone before us. Therefore, we lovingly remember Miss Judy Ellis. Judy was born January the 27th, 1944, and ended her earthly journey on December the 3rd, 2022. She was survived by her husband, Jerry Ellis, son, Wayne, and daughter, Diane. Judy will be remembered for that big smile that always greeted anyone that she met. Lisa Smith. Lisa was born on June the 6th, 1971, and she ended her earthly journey on February the 26th, 2023. She is survived by her husband, Ronald Smith, son, Tyler, mother-in-law, Pat Smith, maternal grandmother, Ann Clifton, and sister, Nicole, in addition to her other beloved family members. Lisa will be remembered for her gracious, uh, her, her courageous and gracious battle with multiple sclerosis, and her positive attitude as she faced the challenges of life 
that were dealt to her. Marjorie Parrish. Marjorie was born on May the 21st, 1945, and she finished her earthly journey on September the 12th, 2023. She is survived by her son, Gil Flowers, daughter, Cecilia, or we know her more beloved as Cece, McLam, stepson, Ed Parrish, her six grandchildren, and a host of other beloved family members. Marjorie was remembered for her unshakable faith, which was often expressed uh, through her uh, greeting card ministry that she did for many years, blessing people on many special occasions. I, at her funeral service, I asked how many of you ever received a card uh, from this Marjorie Parish. I think everybody in that chapel raised their hand that they had received a card from her. Next, we remember Gail Kennedy Norton. Gail was born on November the 17th, 1941, and she finished her earthly journey on September the 20th, 2023. She is uh, survived by her son, Mark Kennedy, and daughter, Lisa Kennedy, her five granddaughters, plus a host of family and friends. Gail will be remembered for her love of life, loving and praying for the people who surrounded her, dressing always to the nines, and her devotion to her Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, in addition to these members that have uh, gone on before us, there are some other church relationships. These were not members of the church, but they're associated with our church through our membership. So today we remember Ronnie Williams, who is the stepfather of Christy Lipscomb, who passed away on January 13, 2023. A.V. Berg who is the father of Gene Berg, and he passed away on January the 25th, 2023. Donald Donnie Ray Perry Jr., brother of Allie McClam, March the 24th, 2023. Barbara Bobby Ellis. She was the mother of Georgiana Phillips. She passed and went to be with the Lord on April the 9th. 2023. Now, I'm going to stop just a moment. I know Miss Bobby is not a member of our church, but Miss Bobby was a part of my life for a lot of years. I mean, a lot of years. Her and her husband, Bill, uh, when I came into the ministry, and so I have so many fond memories of this family and appreciate all the family that is here to represent her today. Marie Pettit Cardinal, sister of W.M. Pettit, September the 6th, 2023. And then finally, Ms. Hazel Ladd. Ms. Hazel was a former member of our church, and she never stopped loving this church family and this fellowship. She died on uh, September the 12th, 2023. Now let's pause for a moment and silence as we remember those of our church family and extended family who have gone to be with the Lord. And also respectfully, these are the ones that we know of. Those of you that are attending today, you may have lost loved ones, and we join you in your grief as well. For those of us who are believers and followers in the Lord Jesus Christ, we offer up our heartfelt praise with thanksgiving 
we because we know our loved ones who died in the Lord. They may be absent, but they're still alive. Amen? And their, and, and their death was not in vain because the death of the Lord Jesus Christ was not in vain. And according to the Apostle Paul, we do not weep as those who have no hope. And we will see our loved ones again in Jesus' name. So let's take a moment of silence.
Amen. Amen. Uh, before I share the message, I, I mentioned Brother R.B. Pierce and Miss Charlotte are with us today. I'd like you to take an opportunity to let's, let's, let's welcome them. We don't need to welcome them. They're home. This, this, is, this is home to them. Uh, but he pastored this church for 33 years, and, uh, and you love him, and we love him, and we appreciate their presence in the house of the Lord and joining this uh, celebration with us. So you will join me. Let's welcome them. Amen. There's one other thing I need to tell you. There's, there's so much I need to tell you. One other thing I need to tell you. As you're going out, there is a photo background. I guess that's what you call it. If any of you want to take a picture, we do not have a photographer there. We ain't, we ain't got that good yet. But most everybody has a camera. If you, want, if you want to take a picture, that's what that's for. That's what that backdrop's there for. And uh, so if you're waiting to get to the food, just sit down, take your picture, stand up, whatever. Take your new babies, take pictures, and remember the day. So that's available to you. Okay, so I'm going to ask you a question today. What time is it? <laughs> I remember years ago, I pastored uh, Long Branch Church, and, uh, and I was preaching the sermons, not this, not this sermon, I was preaching a sermon, and I was, I was, I was bellowing out, uh, what time is it? Well, a young man in the church that I love, he's, he's gone to be with the Lord. And uh, he, had, he had some special, Alvin had some special challenges. And uh, Alvin sometime would help me preach. And, uh, and I, so I said, what time is it? 8.30. <laughs> well, it, it's, it's a little past 11.30. But I wouldn't talk about what, what, time, what time is it. Now, to do that, I'm going to share with you a passage of Scripture that it is so familiar to most everyone. It's a passage of Scripture that has been uh, memorialized and uh, has been uh, etched in stone and written uh, into music. And, uh, but it's, it's just a beautiful, it's a poem. That's a poem uh, written by Solomon that's recorded in the book of Ecclesiastes. So let's listen to that, and then I'm going to share some thoughts with you about this particular passage. To everything there is a season, a time to every purpose under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and to, a time to gather stones. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to gain and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to sow. A time to keep silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time of war and a time of peace. What profit has the worker from that in which he labors? I have seen God given the God-given task with which the sons of men are to be occupied. He has made everything beautiful in 
its time. Also, He has put eternity in their hearts. Except that no one can find out the work that God does from the beginning to the end. I know that nothing is better for them than to rejoice and to do good in their lives. And also that every man should eat and drink and enjoy the good of all of his labor. It is the gift of God. I know that whatever God does, it shall be forever. Nothing can be added to it and nothing taken from it. God does it that men should fear before Him. That which has already been, and that which is, has already been, and God requires an recount of what is past. Father, bless this word, we pray in Jesus' name. Now, what Solomon, in my opinion, what Solomon is trying to do in this passage of Scripture He's trying to get us to focus upon an age-old question that has been asked again and again and again. And that question is, what is the meaning of life? What is the value of my life? What is the worth of my life? What is life all about? It's a question that is uh, usually asked more than once in a lifetime. Matter of fact, it's asking different seasons of our life in different times. Young folks ask the question. Middle-aged folks ask the question. Uh, As older folks, we ask the question again and again. What is the purpose of my life? What is the meaning of my life? What is this all about? What am I accomplishing in all of these things? Now, we make the assumption that this was written by Solomon. There's some people who argue that it was not. But I'm going, to, I'm going to take it that Solomon was the writer of this. Now, when Solomon approaches this question of what is life all about, what is the meaning of life, he approaches it in a very cynical, very negative uh, viewpoint. Matter of fact, he uses the word, if you're looking at King James, I use the new King James. When, he's looking, when you look at the King James, he says, vanity, vanity. All is vanity. If you're reading another translation, you will see meaningless. Everything is meaningless. Now, Solomon concluded that life is meaningless. It has no purpose. Now, you've got to think about who Solomon is. Solomon was one of the greatest kings that ever reigned in Israel. Solomon had everything that any man or any woman could ever think of ever desire, ever want, he had it. Matter of fact, he had a surplus of everything. This man had 1,000 wives. God help him. And that, that was, that was, that's a major accomplishment in and of itself. He had wealth beyond measure. He expanded the borders of Israel uh, more than any king prior to him or after him. So here is a man who from every, every vantage point that we would say, here's a man who had it all, but yet he's approaching the end of his life saying, it's all meaningless. It means nothing. My life has no value to it. Oh, man, that sounds pretty cynical, doesn't it? That sounds pretty bad, doesn't it? But then there's times that, that Solomon comes up kind of backs away from that ever so often. And he approaches life in a different way. And here in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, 
these first 15 verses, that's what he does. He gives us a different look at what life is all about. So we're approaching this, uh, this question of what time is this, or what is our life all about. There, there's, there's really three things we're going to focus on this morning, very briefly. First of all, when a person tries to find or discover that meaning of life, there's just three things that you need to do. First of all, you need to look to God. You need to see who God is. Secondly, you need to look within yourself at your own heart and see who you are. And then we need to look down to the end of life, which is called death, and look at that. So that's what we're going to do this morning. We're going to look at time, eternity, and death. So first of all, let's, let's start with the first one. Let's look up and let's see God. Let's look at, a, let's look at our lives in, in relationship to who God is. Now there's one thing that we know, that we all go through seasons of time. That's part of our nature, that's part of, of the world. Especially in this part of the world, we're in the fall season right now. Winter is soon coming. Then we'll go into, we'll, we'll go into uh, the spring. Then we'll go back in the summer. So these are cycles of life. But not only is there's, uh, there, there, there's cycles in nature, there's cycles in li- our life. We were, we, we were born. We live. We're going to die. We go through all of these cycles. So there's all kinds of seasons that are going on. Now, to give purpose and meaning that, we have to understand that God has a plan for us. God's got a design. God's got it under control. Now, there's one thing. I I don't need to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. You see, when God created the world and created us, He created us uniquely different than the rest of creation. I don't care what the culture's telling us right now. I got to come down. I got to spit on somebody. I don't care what the culture's telling us. I don't don't care what the culture says. God is the one who orders purpose and direction in our lives. And let me tell you something. I know we're living in a culture now that parents are allowing their children to act like dogs, to be cats, to be whatever they think they want to be. Let me tell you, God made me different than a dog. I know you love your pets, I know you love your animals, I know you love your cats, I know you love your dogs, but let me tell you, they're not human, they're different than you are. They may have intellect, they may have understanding, but they are not human. God made us uniquely who we are. He made us human. You see, what God gave to us, He didn't give to anything else in all of creation. He gave us a Spirit, and that's what we're going to talk about in just a few minutes, that uh, Solomon meant by he put eternity in our hearts. You see, God made us different. But one thing we share with all of creation, when God made this material world and us and part of this material world, you know what he did? He put design in this. 
everything was created for the glory of God Almighty. The stars were created not to be worshipped, to, to give God the glory. The moon was created not just to give light in the night, but to give glory unto God. The sun was created not just to light the earth, but to give glory unto God. The fish were created not just so we can go fishing and to have some good, good fish. It gave that to give glory unto Him. He put birds in the air to bring glory unto His name. He gave us oceans not just to go visit and vacation at, but to give Him glory. Everything God made, everything God did, God did it with a purpose in mind, and that includes you and I. Amen? So with that in mind, and this idea of seasons, uh, we see that Solomon actually uh, give uh, 14 contrasting statements. Now, what I want to do, I'm not going to, I'm not going to cover all of these. I'm just going to do a, a select few of these. But to show you how God is in control, and God is in control of every season of our lives. Now, first of all, he mentions birth and death. Now, in my opinion, I may be wrong. I don't think I am. Birth and death is not accident. We're not born by accident. No baby's ever been born. Oh, we may call it an accident. We, we had an accident in our house one day. Some of you got it, didn't you? His name's Paul. He's a grown man. He got three children of his own. And he and his wife had an accident. Runs in the family. But Paul was no accident. May not have been in our time schedule. May not have been in our time frame. Micah is no accident. May not have been in their time frame. So see, these are appointed times of God. To be born and to die. David, the psalmist, in Psalm 139, I think he said it best. He said, for you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you. And when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth, your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed. And in your book there are all written the days fashioned for me, and when as yet there are none of them. You see, David even understood that God's got a plan for us. Then he mentions, there's a, a next two words I, I'll highlight here, is planning and plucking. Planning and plucking. Because they reaping. But that doesn't start with a P. Planning and plucking. See, being an agricultural people, the Jews, they understood seasons. They understood the importance of seasons. And as a matter of fact, their, their calendar was based on agric the, the agricultural events and the harvests that took place. And they, they also understood this principle as well. They understood that all they could do, they could cultivate the soil, they could plant the seed, they could take care of the plant that come up, and they could reap it. But they understood that only God could give the increase. And they understood something else in life too. They understood if they would work with nature, 
nature would work with them. There's a good life lesson in there. Because who created the principles of nature? Who created the laws of nature? Who put all of those things in place? Wasn't it God Almighty? So therefore, that tells me, if we learn to work with God, you know what? God will work with you. And so, a lot of people are having trouble in life because they haven't learned how to work with God. They haven't learned the right time to plant and the right time to pluck. Then he uses the word killing and healing. Now, some of this may seem really strange. I don't think he's talking about war here. He mentions this later. Or self-defense. It's really sickness, plagues that come upon the land. Now, this is one I don't understand. We all get sick from time to time. Some people get really sick. Some of us have cancer. Some of us had cancer. Some of us going to have cancer, heart disease. Some live. Some die. But even that is all in God's order. It's not, I mean, it hurts our hearts. We all want to get on the, what we think is the winning side. But let me tell you, for the, for the child of God, death is never defeat. Never, never for the child of God, death is never a defeat. And then he uses, uh, 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 next is the phrase he uses, casting away stones and gathering stones. Now, what in the world is he talking about that? Well, I've been told tour guides in Israel will tell you that when God created the earth, he gave an angel a bucket of stones and told the angel to go distribute them around the world. But when the angel got to Palestine, he tripped and spilled the bucket of stones all in Israel. Now, if you've ever been to Israel, you, you can testify to that. That, that. It is a rocky, stony place. Now, so what that means is, again, being agricultural people, the farmers, before they could plant a, 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 a plot of ground, they had to remove the stones. They had to get it where they could get in and they could work. And so what would happen is they would take these stones and they would gather them. Well, every once in a while, somebody would get out of sorts. Anybody ever gets out of sorts with anybody else? Anybody married? No. I, 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 I. We, we all get out of sorts. And so what would happen, if you had an enemy, what the enemy would often do, they would take stones out of their property and they would throw it in your field. Now, how do you think you feel? What do you want to do? Thank you. I've got one honest soul in the crowd. I know what the golden rule says. Do unto others as you would have them to do unto you. But I know what the, I know what the rule of our culture is. Let me do to you before you get done, before you do it to me. So we don't throw it back. But you know, sometimes... He said there's, some, there's seasons of life when you need to cast stones away, but then there's seasons when you need to gather stones. We well, see, a stone in and of itself is not bad, is it? Stone's not good, it's not evil, it's not right, it's not wrong, it's not bad at all. It's what you do with that stone can make a difference. So if the enemy throws a stone in your field, you know what you can do with it? 
You don't have to throw it back. You don't have to throw it at somebody else. Hey, build something out of it. Gather that stone and make something good out that, that really, the adage we use, if it, life hands you a lemon, do what with it? Make lemonade. Then he uses a, a, a word and a phrase, embracing and refrain from embracing. Now, if you've ever been to the Middle East or even watch it on television, in the Middle East, they're very demonstrative in their emotions and and uh, when they greet each other, they, 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 they pull each other close, and they kiss you on the cheek, and whew, every once in a while they'll kiss you in the mouth. And I'm talking about a man. But they're, they're very demonstrative in, in their emotions and in their, in their feeling. But Solomon said, there's a time to embrace, there's a time to refrain from embracing. Someone has said, I, I didn't come up with this, but I, I like it anyway. Someone has said, you could paraphrase this by saying, it's the time to say hello, and there's a time to say goodbye. And there's seasons like that in our life. It's time to say hello, and then it's time to say goodbye. Then there's a time for getting and losing. Someone has also offered you, we, we could paraphrase this statement, there's a time to search and a time to give it up for loss. Someone has uh, made the observation, this is the biblical uh, uh, justification for yard sales. There's time to buy it, then there's time to recycle it. Time to get it, time to let it go. I think that somebody sang a song about that, right? Let it go, let it go, let it go. Then there's a time of tearing and mending. Tearing and mending. This probably refers to the Jewish practice of grief. In that culture, when someone was, was met with grief, death, tragedy, crisis, they would take their garments and, and rip them as a sign of grief. I think one way of looking at that, there is a time to grieve. There is. But then sometimes there's a time to get the needle and the thread out and start sewing things back up and moving on. Amen? Then, then there is also loving and hating. Oh, but boy, that's strong. Are Christians ever given the, 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 the okay to hate? Oh, we know we're supposed to love one another. But you know, there are times that we're given permission to hate. I don't think you're ever really supposed to hate people. But you know, sometimes we need to hate evil, any form of evil, anything that's ungodly, anything, not hate the ones that are doing the ungodly, but there's times we need to love, but there's times we need to hate. And I think that's one thing, please don't get me wrong, but I think that's one of the Christian community we have lost. We have, we have so, we've, we've come up with a culture of so much, you got to love, 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 love. That is true, we need to love one another. But there are times, there are things we as Christians, we need to hate and we need to stand against it. When we see the work of the enemy, we need to stand against the work of the enemy. When we see things that are not right, we need to stand up and let our voice and let our presence be known that this is not right. 
Well, so with, with, with all of this, so there's times we just need to look up and we need to see our connection with God and how God is working. Now, the next thing we need to do is we need to look in, we need to look at our heart. We need to look at us and see who we are. What gives, what gives purpose to life? Well, from these words of Solomon, I think he really identifies three things. First of all, a person's life is a gift from God. Notice verse 10 again. We said, I have seen the God-given task which, uh, with which the sons of men are to be occupied. So we see in this that life is God's gift to us. Then second, a person's life is linked to eternity. Again, Solomon said, he's made everything beautiful in his time and he's also put eternity in their hearts. In every one of you, I don't care what, you're, what you claim or what you don't claim. I don't care what you're living or what you're not living. I don't care what you're doing and what you're not doing. I don't care what you believe about Jesus Christ or you don't believe about Jesus Christ. I don't. Somebody, so there may be someone here that you don't even believe there's a God at all. But let me tell you that I'm going to give you a word. I'm going to give you a word. And this is a true word. That in every one of us, we were created in the image of God Almighty. So in every one of us, there is a likeness of the Savior planted in our hearts. In every one of us. In every one of us. And then, the third observation is that a person's life can be enjoyable now. Do you realize you can enjoy life now? Don't raise your hands. But I'm, I'm going to ask a question. You know, I don't want you to respond to it. Don't, don't even look around. Don't, don't let any... Don't, don't, don't let anybody even know. But are any of you here miserable right now? Miserable. And I hope not many. And you can't find any joy in life. And let, with everything that's going on in this world, I'm telling you, it's kind of hard to find, find some enjoyment. Please don't watch the news. I would advise you. And if you do it, do it with fear and trepidation. Because you will leave depressed. But you know what? Now, I, I, I don't mean to, I, I'm, I'm not, I, I, well, I'm, I'm a pre, I, well, I'm going to be ugly anyway. When I found the Lord Jesus Christ, I found I could enjoy life. Now, I thought I was enjoying life. I thought going to the bars was a wonderful thing to do. I thought running around was a wonderful thing to do. I thought about just doing my own thing like I wanted to do my own thing. That's a wonderful thing to do. And I was free as a bird, and I didn't have any, 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 anything holding me back. I just, just I, I'd give me a beer every once in a while. Give me some, boy, I, I love that liquor every once in a while. And give that to me, and man, I could take and be something that I was not. But you know what I found out? Let me tell you what I found out. Now, you, you, can, you, can, you can go ahead and put me under the pew right now. It's all right. But let me tell you what I found out. I found out I didn't need the liquor. I didn't need the bar scene. I didn't need the running around. I didn't need all that stuff. You know what I discovered? 
I can enjoy life. I love my life. I enjoy living. And I don't have to get up with a hangover in the morning. I don't have to worry about paying for that stuff and paying my rent at the same time. You got me? I know. Look, I may be a preacher and I may live in a shell, but I get out of that shell every once in a while. I know there's just people who sacrifice their family to get that drug or to get that liquor. When I found Jesus Christ, I didn't have to sacrifice that anymore. I don't have to do that anymore. And I can, I can, I can just have a good time. I love being a Christian. I love being a child of God. I love the things that God has given me. No, I don't love it every day. I don't love it every day. I love it. We can enjoy our life right now. And then, then the last thing is, we need to look ahead. Now, I know, I know, there's one thing I've learned about growing older. I've learned that in growing older, I think about the end more. Anybody, anybody there? You know what I'm talking about? I think about the end more. Now, when, when I was a teenager or, or a child or even a middle adult, I didn't think about the end very much because that was a long ways off. But you know, everybody needs to think about the end. Everybody needs to think about when this earthly life ceases. Solomon, one thing he did in this, this letter, he talked about death a lot. And I, I'm not going to pull all those examples, but he talked about death a lot. He had a cynical view of it. I'm sorry, I'm weird, I'm crazy. I don't. I don't have a cynical view of death. I have a very positive view of it. Because I know where I'm going. I know what Jesus Christ did for me. I know that I'm redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. I know, I believe that heaven is real. I believe Jesus is coming back just like he said. I believe one day the trumpet is going to sound. I believe that one day the angel, the the voice of the archangel is going to sound. And I believe that Jesus Christ is going to give the command. And we're going to hear, come on up. And when he gives that command, all that are dead in Christ are going to rise first. And the living are going to be changed in a moment in the twinkle of eye. And we're going to meet the Lord in the air. So shall we ever be with him. I believe that. So I'm looking at the end. I'm looking at the end. So, what 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 was this all about? What's this all about? Well, let me say there's one other thing I need to say. In facing the end, there's a out of, out of the book of Hebrews, there's a statement. It's appointed under men, humanity, wants to die. But it'll end there. But after that, the judgment. 
Solomon said, we will have to give an account for our lives. We have to give an account. We have to stand before God. So here's the bottom line, okay? Bottom line. Praise the name of God. Y'all going to be making your way on up here in closing service. Here's the bottom line. God has given all of us a certain amount of time. Now the question is, what are you going to do with the time God's given to you? Over 45 years ago, I met the Lord Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. And I don't mean this in an arrogant way. I thought I was too smart for that business. I thought I was too educated for that business. I thought I knew too much of everything else than to saddle myself with a God who wants to imprison me rather than let me do what I want to do. But one day I met him. And I gave my life to him. And when I gave my life to him, from that moment to this moment right here, has been spent trying to do what God has planned for me. I've used my time trying to find my purpose in him. So I'm going to ask you this for you to think about. What time is it for you? What time is it for you? What are you going to do with what God has given to you? He gave you life and he gave you time. It's your choice. Father in heaven, I pray over each and every one of these. I, I, I do not know anyone's heart, but you do. And I ask, Lord Jesus, that in this moment, that the Holy Spirit will speak to all of us. And Father, if there be someone here that has not committed their life to you, that Jesus, it's time. It's time. This is the time. God, you work in them in your way. You do in them, God, Lord, what you have purposed. Father, speak to them, please. My words could be meaningless, but yours never are. So God, speak, speak, speak to the heart of your people.
and let them hear you. It is time. It is time to surrender your life to the Lord. In this moment of meditation, I ask you, have you committed your life to Jesus Christ? Have you surrendered your life to Him? And if not, I can't think of a better time than this. If you'd like to surrender your life to Christ, it's as simple as accepting Jesus for who He is, the Son of the living God only Redeemer and Savior there is. Believe in your heart that He is who He says He is. Because it takes faith. And then confess it with your mouth. And so, the remainder of this service, you can come up to this altar and I'll pray with you. I'm going to be around a lot of the afternoon. If you're around, I'll pray with you. You just come to me or anyone. And I'll be glad to lead you and direct you. But God wants to bless you. That is his intent. That is his purpose. He wants to bless you. And so we're going to end. We're going to end this service with a song that's called The Blessing. It's really... It's really a benediction. So I'm going to ask you to stand. And as we're singing this, this altar is open. Time is yours to do what the Spirit of God leads you to do. The blessing.
I just tell you beautiful words of God. God, let me know something wonderful is supposed to happen the other day. Somebody's supposed to get healed or something. Yes. It's really important to me. You got to submit yourself to two things God's saying. You got to give no place to the devil. That's what you not got to do. What you got to do is prove what is acceptable unto the Lord. The reason I know it's true that something important is supposed to happen for people here today. About 24 or 5 years ago, some of you might not know I was pastor here. Anyway, we had built the church, had the Sunday school rooms framed at the top on them. We had this building black then and had the first layer of plywood on the top. And they brought out the plywood and for the second layer, they put it on top of the church, put it on one side. Charlotte and I and some of the grand young ones came out in the evening before and walked through the building here and we said, this building will never hold up. It's not built strong enough. And so the next morning, I got up and was called to visit the hospital. I came by. The building was standing. I went and visited whoever was sick in the hospital. While I was at the hospital, my daughter-in-law called me and said, the building's church is on the ground. I said, I know it's on the ground. It's on holy ground. She said, no, it's really on the ground. And the whole building had collapsed and failed. What I'm saying is, the devil knew then this day was coming, this very day, this this time it is. It was going to be this time. So God is really wanting to do something for somebody, several people probably today. And these priests is hard out. Today is the day for you. So don't miss the day. Jesus one time looked over Israel and he said, How often will I gather you together as a hen does her bees, but you would not answer your time. This is your time today. Somebody here today is your time. Don't miss it. Don't miss your time. Listen to the voice of wisdom. It is time. Don't leave this place undone. Don't leave this place unfinished. Because God wants to do something in your life. It is up to you. You can't make it happen. You can't force it to happen. You have to cooperate with the divine. Amen. One last opportunity.
Is there something you need to do with that? Something you need. Father in heaven, take, take all that's been done this day and the spirit of the living God working and moving in and around us because the day is not finished yet. And God, may you bless us. May you help us. May you strengthen us. And God, may you bless the meal we're about to receive, bless the fellowship we're about to enjoy. And God, keep speaking. Keep speaking. Keep speaking. It is time. It is time. Now, Lord, we give you praise for it all. In Jesus' glorious name, amen and amen. Um, those that are, that are working, uh, if, if you'll just go ahead and start making your way and get your food and uh, so you can uh, be ready uh, for the other activities. Our, our pastor and Meredith and um, our brother R.B. and Miss Charlotte, we'd like you to go ahead and make your way to the Friendship Hall, and uh, and 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 uh, and you can leave you can leave the line, and the rest of us can go and enjoy the fellowship of the rest of the day. God bless you, and God be with you.